you guys are tuned in to your favorite Panthers podcast, Quick Blitz with Vashti Hurt and Sheena Marie. I am Vashti. Sheena, of course, is with me. Uh, make sure if you are not already subscribed, make sure you do so right now at the Riot Network. We're going to be dropping these episodes every Wednesday. And you know, like this is a, this is a good time to tune in because the Panthers had a pretty big shakeup this week. Unless you're under a rock, you know that Matt Rule is out and Steve Wilkes is in. Well, I mean, if you listen to Quick Blitz, you should not be shocked. We actually titled last week's episode Pack Watch. And if you're familiar with the culture, you know exactly what that means. And that's exactly what we were on. Um I'm not going to say no one expected the Panthers to win the four, to, to beat the 49ers, but I think that if he had kept it close, Vashti, he might have bought himself at least another week. What do you think? I'm on the fence about that. Uh, you know, he probably could have bought himself another week. I think the writing was already on the wall, though. Oh, that sure. Matt Rule wasn't the guy. And it's probably better to cut sides, ties sooner than later, unless unless uh, David Tepper wanted to go ahead and, and try to tank for, you know, a top NFL draft pick, not necessarily telling the guys to tank, but just tank by default with, you Tanking know, with by Matt procedure. Rule. Yeah, <laughs> with Matt Rule uh, at the helm. So, you know, I, I just, I, I personally think that the fans were disgruntled. The fans were discouraged. Uh, I think that Tepper was in danger of completely losing the fan base. And uh, once you start getting roasted on national media, mm-hmm. uh, I also felt like that was, yeah, I thought that that was embarrassing for him and for the organization and also for the guys who are playing. So in efforts to try to at least temper things, at least, you know, maintain some pride within the organization. He had to make this change. And I don't think he could have made a better pick to serve as interim coach uh, than, than Steve Wilkes. I think that was the whole reason Wilkes was brought back here. I think as soon as Steve Wilkes was hired, and of course he was the secondary coach um, brought on this off season. I think he was always, that was always the plan. Everyone knew that Matt rule was likely not going to last this entire season um at worst maybe he was gonna make it to week eight but I think the idea once Wilkes was back on the staff was that yep that's your interim head coach and we had a chance to meet with him today but before that Wilkes made his first move as interim head coach by getting rid of Phil Snow he had to do that he did he did he had to do it. he did um and if you guys, I mean, everybody that's listening to this podcast, you're probably probably pretty familiar with the chemistry and the relationship that Phil Snow and Matt Rule have. They're basically a package deal. And while I while I know that and definitely did not plan or did, didn't expect to see Phil Snow as the D.C. next season, I thought that because of the performance of the defensive unit, which has been kind of the only bright spot outside of the uh, punter and the kicker. I thought that he would at least stay through the end of the season. I think but, this was a yeah, I think it was a mutual parting. I don't think, think Phil so. Snow would have wanted to have stayed if his guy, his homeboy, you know, his 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 
his people were out and yeah. uh you know he they got rid of foley as well any coach in the future is going to clear house of all of these guys who have ties to Matt Rule and ties to Correct. Baylor you know and Matt yeah. Rule is a loyalist and maybe he's a loyalist to a fault where you know he brought in a lot of guys who were he's familiar with a lot of guys who are loyal to him and I actually spoke with a former player recently and he said he just needs a clear house, clear house of everybody who is affiliated with Temple or Baylor, because more than likely they're in over their heads anyway. Those philosophies. Yeah, they're in over their heads. Those philosophies um, are still kind of tailored toward the college game, which is more than likely, I'm not going to say more than likely, which was a big bone of contention between Wilkes and Snow. And when asked about it today, he said, look, it was my decision, my call. And I just felt like we needed to go into and move it to another direction moving forward. And he was also asked about Ben McAdoo because everybody was like, well, they've been pissing the bed on the offensive side of the ball. How is Ben McAdoo safe? I'm sure they had a conversation, a very candid conversation. And I, I'm going to keep it 100. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some more innovative and thoughtful play calling from Ben McAdoo. I, I just, I never felt that he really they bought in on yeah. Matt Rule. I don't think he did. I think that, you know, Matt Rule made a calls and, and a couple of other guys uh, to, to see if they were interested in possibly taking the job. They did not. And and he settled on Ben McAdoo. And, you know, it, it was a move. I think that a lot of guys, a lot of coaches and players on this team were trying to revitalize their career. But whenever we spoke to Matt, uh, whenever we spoke to Ben McAdoo about Matt yeah. Rule, it was like, Very okay, dry. well, he's my boss and I got to do what he says. That's basically... What we that got. is what he said. That is you basically know, what he said. Oh, somebody asked him, you know, do you does 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 Matt come in as a guy with former head coaching experience and ask your thoughts on certain things? And Ben McAdoo was basically like, uh, <laughs> my door is open. He's my boss. If he wants to come and talk to me about things, you know, I'm I'm here. So I um, never got Matt warm Rule, and fuzzies from them. No, nah, it wasn't warm and fuzzies. And the perfect, you used the perfect word, he settled. There were some candidates that wouldn't even take the interview because they knew that we would be here where we are right now with Matt Rule out just five weeks into the season. Nobody was ready to uproot their lives or their family to come take a temporary job. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I mean, was, and they were right. definitely settled. They were, they were right. right. And, yeah, and so right. I actually think, McAdoo came in thinking that he would be the yeah, interim you know, head coach, but the offense has been so terrible that he hasn't, he's not, nobody's going to give him that job. But um, right. I don't know. I, I For some reason, I think this might be the, the jolt of energy that the Panthers need. And, and I'm not saying that there's going to be a complete turnaround, but right. I think that we'll see, Barring whoever is under center at quarterback, which is another whole thing. Uh, we'll find out mm -hmm. more information on that Wednesday. I just think we'll see more. I think we'll see. I think we'll see more from the coaching staff after this change. And I agree. Like the biggest thing is that 
Matt Rule will likely go back to the college ranks where he's comfortable and he may have success there. I, like you said, he was in over his head. Um, Joe Brady was in over his head last year as offensive coordinator. And unfortunately, the, the Panthers record has reflected that. And you will you might see a more spirited Ben McAdoo because another thing that we kept hearing that kept resonating through the past couple of years and it only got louder when that article came out on January 1st, which basically ethered Matt Rule and the entire coaching staff is that he Matt Rule had his hands in everything. And he was given control of everything, something that that I think David Tepper, uh, I'm not going to say regrets, but he said a couple times yesterday that, you know, he's only four years into this thing. Um, it might be better to, like, you know, go stop going against the grain and, and lean in on, on, on getting advice from other owners that have been in the business for longer. So that might be one of the things that he does regret is giving Matt Rule so much control. And he was asked about that in his press conference on on Monday, and he kind of yeah. Euro stepped it. Um, <laughs> and he was also a little spicy with things, and you know, always spicy after he fires somebody, like it's our fault. <laughs> but I think I think that he, I mean, if he if he didn't learn any lessons from this, which I think he has, yeah, um, sure. that is a main that is a big reason. Like you don't give a rookie head coach who is coming from the college ranks where they have, you know, they have historically they have failed. Control, yeah. They have control in the college, in the college ranks. And then you just can't. Well, just I'm just saying when they over. come from the college ranks to the NFL, they have a st- historically failed. So yeah. it's like, you know, eh, you might not want to give a guy seven years as if, but again, I think that all came down to, he felt like he would have, he did not want Matt rule he was competing. It was kind of like a, a an auction because mm-hmm. Matt Rule was kind of the the hot hot coaching name, and he already knew that he was supposedly and I and you know this agents might have set that up, but he was supposedly was going to New York the very next day to interview with the New York Giants, and David Tepper did not want him to get on that plane to New York, so. He offered him a Godfather type deal, uh, an offer him a deal he that he couldn't refuse. refuse. So and look, let's be real. If I'm Matt Rule, I'm definitely taking the offer because he still stands to make another forty million dollars from the Panthers, regardless of not even making it through ha- halfway through his contract. Um, but we'll see. And McAdoo's future is really going to hinge heavily on these la- on these last twelve games of the season. His future period, because, you know, people are watching him. If he wants to be a coordinator in the future, if he wants to be a head coach in the future, he's going to have to turn around this offense and and put a better product on the field. And not and and not just when it comes to players, there are play calls that are head scratching. And I think that he could be more innovative when it comes to that than he's been. So, you know, a lot of people are playing for their jobs right now, and McAdoo is one of the main ones. For sure. Week six is coming up versus the L.A. Rams. Sheena and I will be in the City of Angels bringing you the action from Steve Wilkes' first first game as head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Rams are right now two and three on the year and somewhat of a slump. I think that people expected them to come out um, and be one of the favorites to possibly return to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, there's some big questions, though, with the Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield uh, is expected to miss a couple of weeks with a high ankle sprain. 
Uh, Sam Darnold has still not been elevated and cleared to return to the active roster. I think right now it's PJ. Yeah, right now it's PJ. And like you said, we might see some more innovative play calls. And that's what I'm going to be looking at to see if and how the offense looks different with PJ under center versus Baker Mayfield. Um, We've seen PJ in spurts uh, during the preseason. We didn't really get to see him in McAdoo's offense. Uh, We saw him, but he was with the four string offensive line. So I don't really think that that's that's a um, an accurate uh, depiction of what he can do. But just to touch on the Rams for a second with that slump, I'm not going to say it's common to I mean, we're only five weeks in again, guys. I know that a lot has happened on the Panther side of things, but the rest of the NFL is still only five weeks in. And I mean, Matthew Stafford being Matthew Stafford, I think that he's an average quarterback that had amazing pieces put around him but when teams start to neutralize Cooper Cup as much as they can they can never completely neutralize him but as they start to kind of neutralize him he's going to have to abandon that safety net and open up his playbook as well and luckily for the Panthers they do have a strong defense that can possibly keep them in the game and all PJ has to do is really take care of the ball yeah there's some still some uh injury questions along the defense Mm-hmm. Uh, Xavier Woods was out. Uh, I think that JC Horn got hurt during that San Francisco loss. So we'll, we'll know a lot more on Wednesday yeah. after the injury report about who the Panthers will have available, uh, on Sunday when they, when they travel to LA, I, you know, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I have no problem with PJ. PJ seems like a great guy. You know, he's 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 down to earth. He keeps it a buck in the locker room, all of that. And I think that he's already coming and shown that he can be a guy to help this team win. However, they got to make a call. I mean, Steve Wilkes has to make a call. If he wants to show that he can turn around this team, which is what he told us, he knows he's been here when it's when the Panthers have won. He knows what it takes. And we have seen that interim coaches, a bit especially black ones, don't really translate into head coaches. He's gonna have to really turn around the Panthers. He can't do that with any of the quarterbacks who are on the roster right now. So I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind if he gave Killer Cam a call. That's all I'm saying. I mean, he'll take the call. He's going to answer the phone. But is it going to be an answer the phone? Hey, let's chop it up. Ha, 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 man. Good luck out there. (laughs) Or is it going to be a, you know what? I'm going to see what I can do. I might come out and help y'all out. So as the Cam Newton turns, everybody's going to be on watch for that. But the other thing we're looking at is will the defense look different? Wilk said that he wanted to go in a different direction. What would that look like? I think it'll be more aggressive. I think that Mm -hmm. has shown that, you know, he's a, he's a, he is a talented defensive coach. Uh, I don't think that we'll see uh, the, the prevent defense that you hate Sheena, that the Panthers. I get so mad. (laughs) You know, I I just, why are you, why are you 10 yards off? Like, uh, it makes me mad. I think, I think that, I think that, I think that, I think Steve Wills going to come with the heat. I think he's going to come with the heat. He's doing this for himself. He's putting on for his city. He's putting on for the Panthers. He's putting on for black coaches. 
he's putting on for those players um who you know who have a lot of respect for him i you, you know, know what else he said go ahead he said he's not opposed to using different personnel out there some players that may not have had much playing time so far or even some practice squad players and i think that the linebacker in a Steve Wilkes and Al Holcomb defense, because Al Holcomb will still do the play calling guys and um, Evan Cooper will step up and have better, a bigger presence in the secondary, but Wilkes will still be in that secondary room. I think that he's going to make the linebackers linebacker. He's going to make the pass rushers pass rush. You won't see JC Horn pass rushing while Brian Burns drops back into coverage. I think he's going to have some players playing true to their position on the defense. And I think that's the biggest difference that we'll see. I, I'd like to see it. I, I'm, I'm I'm very curious to see how it looks. Uh, my honestly, my concern isn't on the defensive end with Wilkes. That that offense, I just don't see. Oh, yeah, it, that's that's definitely the hurdle for that's, sure. That's that 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 offense, that quarterback position. That's an area where you know if Steve Wilkes is going to show his value, and and it's a tough situation to be in. It is. I'm telling you, get on the line. I don't know how many free agent quarterbacks you have. If th the situation would be different if Matt Corral was available, right? Honestly, very, yeah, I put Matt different. Corral out as a third round pick quarterback and see what he can make of it with first string players and see if he has the juice. So I know for next year, if I need to be on QB watch, but that's exactly. not the case right now. You have an interim coach in Steve Wilkes. And a team that is, you know, one in four, a fan base that is disgruntled and ready to uh to 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 jump ship and people wanna win. It, people got, wanna you gotta you gotta get that quarterback right. Baker ain't it. No, nah, Arnold ain't it. Not it. They're definitely not it. Um, and that was, you know, brings us to the next section. I was gonna ask uh what he needs to do to have that interim tag removed. It's a it's a it's a high hurdle. It's a high hurdle. Um, basically, I mean, more football wise or football centric at the quarterback position and coming in with, you know, three quarterbacks that are three of the four quarterbacks that have been there throughout the preseason and offseason are hurt to ankle and lower extremity ish um, injuries. So that's a high hurdle. It's, a, it's an offense that was underperforming, even with your veteran quarterback. With um with Baker under center, you know you're still DJ Moore is not getting his touches. Christian McCaffrey's he's doing Christian McCaffrey things, but not as dynamic as we've seen. Robbie Anderson hasn't um been getting as many touches. The offense just hasn't been productive. So and he's a defensive coach, so that's his hurdle. But if we're looking at a record, what magical record do you think Steve Wilkes has to compile to actually have a chance at being looked at for that permanent head coaching position? Well, David Tepper did not, in his press conference, make me believe that he really considered Steve Wilkes a viable candidate for the future. And maybe I sensed that incorrectly. Um, but he, you know, he said he was. Um, but, you know, he made a point of saying that he gave him the the head coaching, interim head coaching position with no guarantees. Uh, that was his wording. And uh, there were a lot of, what? there were a lot of ifs in it and you know what i don't like about that is that it gives the vibes of what re-signing cam newton at the time that he did last year gave 
you're losing the fan base at an astronomical level. You're wanting to get that old thing back. You want to bring Cam put butts in seats. Steve Wilkes has that, I'm not going to say old school, but he has the keep pounding culture that was missing from this new coaching staff, the roots in the community. I'm hoping that this isn't what that is. Just something for optics to appease the fan base, but you're not really looking at them from a serious vantage point. And that's been a problem across the NFL. Steve Wilkes is only the 15th black coach to become an interim head coach since 1990. And all head coaching hires since then, only 13% of those were black men. And Wilkes himself is still a part of that lawsuit that Brian Flores has against the NFL right now. According to the post, 29% of the time, 29% when a team is in the dumps and they're hiring their interim coach, it's a black coach, right? Yeah. Interim stint. Less than half of that time, they are there are less than 13% of head black coaches in the NFL, period. And as you mentioned, uh, from 1990, 14 times um, they have held interim jobs. Only three guys have gotten full-time jobs. That was Romeo Cornell uh, with the Chiefs, Leslie Frazier with the Vikings, and Mike Singletary with the 49ers. And they posted at, at least a 500 record during their interim stint. So you're taking mm-hmm. over a team that's trash, obviously, because the coach because was fired. Because the coach is fired. And you have to have a winning record in order to be uh, retained as the head coach. It's just a tough position to be in, and it's even tougher for for um for for Steve Wilkes, which is yeah. why I'm telling you, make the call, Steve. Make the call. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna go out here, at least go down guns a blazing. If you're gonna bring the old <laughs> thing back, bring, bring the it all the way back. back. Bring the <laughs> old thing back. I think the old thing is better than what's on the roster right now. Oh, it's definitely better, but does that put Cam Newton at a disadvantage once again coming in late? I I don't know. I don't know. He said that that was his regret from last year, coming in late, as late as he did. I think it's a different coaching staff. I think he has a familiarity with with Wilkes, and um, I think that, honestly, you know, I think that, McAdoo and I don't know how McAdoo listen these guys aren't going to tell us we're not going to hear until after these stints are over with how they really feel but we know that McAdoo was never really a big fan of Baker Mayfield he was not he was not a big fan of Baker Mayfield I mean I mean I, I I think that fundamentally he probably might be Cam might be more suited for whatever kind of offense that he's running I, I don't know. I just, for some reason, you know, I, I just think that, I don't know, as some people said, Cap, Kaepernick hasn't played in a very, very long time. I, I just don't know about that idea. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I, 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 he can't get right unless he gets right at the quarterback position. And it's hard, it's going to hard to be hard to get right in the middle of the season but mm-hmm. at least he can put himself in a position to make some noise. Exactly. 
Well, winning culture. Um, she know. I mean, do you think he has to have a winning record to to get the the tag removed? I don't think so. Just because, like, I mean, man, they won it four. <laughs> but but he had. Uh, it's hard to say because they do have the players that outside of the quarterback position, this is not a bad roster. But I I will. Hmm, it's 12 games. I think if he can go six and six, you have to give him a look. Will David Tepper give him a look? That remains to be seen. Like I said, a lot of ifs. A lot of, yeah, I mean, he was, he didn't want to speak prematurely on Scott Fitterer either. So there's a lot of moving pieces there. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, season three, episode three, and we're going to be consistently, that was good bringing you guys these 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 quick blitzes on Wednesday. Make sure you're checking out both of our coverage and following us on social media. Sheena at Sheena underscore Marie three and me at Keep Blitz and Carolina Blitz on all social media platforms. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're hitting that subscribe button so that you know when we drop. New